1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: It's time to hear from some of the best high school baseball coaches in the state. It's time for the pick and save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Let's turn it over to WBCA president and head coach at Oak Creek High School, Scott Holler, and 105.7 FM, the fan, high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern.
3: Uh, welcome into the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, the fan. I'm Mike McGivern and uh, Scott Holler. We just uh, lost, but he is my uh, co-host. We'll get, uh, we'll get him back on on the phone. I uh, got a good show today. Our first segment uh, at ten fifteen. We're going to talk to Scott a little bit about playoffs that uh, have started now. And uh, Oak Creek got the two seed in their uh, area. Franklin got the one. Oak Creek will play the winner of the Greendale Greenfield game. And uh, we'll talk to Scott a little bit about uh, about how this laid in and, and them getting the two seed. I know that uh, you know they they don't look past anybody, but uh, I know this for a fact. If they get a chance to play that Franklin team, uh, they wouldn't mind that. They lost a doubleheader to them. And, and if you know the rivalry between Franklin and Oak Creek, uh, that would be uh, something that, that if they can get past that first one, and again, we never look past anybody, they would enjoy that. We are now joined by the head baseball coach at Oak Creek and athletic director, he is Scott Holler. Scott, how you doing today?
4: Good, Mike. Sorry, I uh, apologize. I'm I'm up in the Dells. Uh, the service is a little spotty, no, I guess here. So no um, worries. Hopefully, you don't lose me again. So no, great to, great to hear. Uh, great to hear you. Great to be back on, and uh, looking forward to a great show.
3: Yeah, it's been a it's been I don't know, a month and a half, two months, and and uh, man, I just really appreciate your help with the show, whether you could come on or not. Scott, it's just very valuable to have you as part of this team with me, and, and thank you for that. Um, let's talk a little Oak Creek baseball. So the the the, uh, the seeding and the playoffs and the, the bracket came out, and I, I don't think there's any surprises. Who was the one, the two, the three, the four? I don't believe there was any surprises, but let me go through it. Franklin got the one, you got the two. Uh, Greendale got the three, Marquette the four, South Milwaukee the five, and Greenfield got the six. You guys will, will play the winner of the Greenfield-Greendale game, and that's coming up on Thursday. They're going to play Tuesday, and then you'll play the yep. winner on Thursday the 17th. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, uh, it, it played out, I, I thought, kind of how it should be. Uh, Gre- Greendale's an excellent team, you know, one, two, three. Uh, it was It was a pretty quick seed meeting. Obviously, Franklin took care of business uh, in the conference, the share in the conference title with Tremper. They both got outstanding teams, and... Um, you know, Greendale played both us and Franklin tough. Uh, we, we both came out on top of them, but it's funny, Brian Johnson's up here as well <laughs> in the Dells with uh, with us this weekend because his, his daughters are playing. So we, we pretty much hung out all last night, and um, we're looking forward to playing each other. We've had some great games with Greendale over the years in the playoffs, and, and he does a great job. Uh, it, it's a tough regional and a, and a tough sectional, um, you know, on the other side with, with Pewaukee on the other side. And, and obviously we're going to talk to Adam in a little bit, but you know, there's, I just heard you say it before I hop back on. Um, you know, we, we're excited about it. Anything can happen. Obviously we didn't, you know, finish the way that we wanted to finish. Um, but you know, you remind the guys and every team, every coach is reminding their guys this year that, you know, it's uh, it's a new season. Everybody gets to start fresh, and in baseball, you know, I've always said baseball is not meant to be a sport. That's a a one a single elimination sport, but obviously Major League Baseball has added it with a wild card game, and it certainly adds to the excitement. Uh, in a perfect world, there'd, there'd be series played, and you test the depth of the teams, but that's not that's not how we do it up here in Wisconsin. I know there's some states down south that the weather allows them to do that, but anything can happen, and, and we're excited. We know it's going to be a tough game uh uh, Thursday against you know nothing against Greenfield but uh, you know we're, we're kind of preparing for Greendale because we know how much success they've had this year as well
3: Hey Scott when uh, I, when we were talking a while back it was Saturday you guys were actually opening camp on Monday and the excitement that you had and and he uh, yeah. said look I, I I have tradition what I do and I, I watch uh, what what TV show or what movie? moneyball moneyball money. watch a little yeah. money ball and they get up and and uh you know, start getting after it has this team gotten to the point where you thought they would be has it been um, a tougher year than you thought and and how are the kids all getting getting together and getting along and um, is has it been a good year I guess a fun year for you yeah
4: yeah I mean it's it, we're sitting here at uh, at 19 and seven and and you sit there as a coach and you think to yourself well oh, it's it has been a little of a struggle down the stretch here, but my coaching staff and I have tried to remind ourselves throughout the year. And we, we knew early on, we were going to have some arms and some pitching with our seniors. Uh, but we also knew, you know, we're, we're at a point now. And as the season has gone on, we're, we're starting four freshmen every day and two sophomores uh, defensively and in the lineup and they're all hitting and they're holding their own, you know, they're holding their own. We, we really struggled offensively for the first half of the season and, and, What's interesting is we, we've we actually had our younger guys step up. They've, they've been playing very well. Um, we've been competitive. You know, there's been two games where we were really out of it, um, out of those seven losses. And, you know, now it's it's time, and, and I've told this to them, now it's time for our senior, uh, senior pitchers to really step up. Um, you know, they, they dominated early, and then, you know, we, we've struggled a little bit. Uh, we've lost command. Um, we've got a few guys start to walk some guys in some key spots, and, Kind of beat ourselves a little bit in a couple of those games, so uh, we're we, they know what they need to do. Um, they're they're a veteran group. It's it's kind of caught up to us a little bit with you know just uh, playing a really tough schedule down the stretch here, and and that's what you want going into the playoffs. But uh, we need our guys. We got to step up and respond a little bit more uh, against the really good teams. And and every coach will tell you that,
3: no doubt. And and when I said, look at. You know, Franklin, and you never want to look past anybody, obviously, but if that matchup were to come, you know, you you guys have, Franklin has had your number here, I think, two or three times. And with the rivalry, of, uh, I'm sure that that if that game were to come to to play, your boys would would be ready and not back down. I mean, I'm sure they'd want one more crack at those guys.
4: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and, and again, I give Steve Drobot a lot of credit. Franklin, he's he's got a pretty young team, too. You know, he's got um, some really nice players there, and, and they, they've they come together really well. And I, I, I think I, I've been a little surprised at how good their pitching has been. I knew they were going to hit. Um, but he's really got them playing well. But you're right, after, after each game, you know, um, other than the one game where they really put it on us, the other the other two were close. You know, zero zero into the fifth, or one nothing into the fifth, or whatever. And to be perfectly honest with you, we we made some mistakes um, defensively and, and didn't capitalize offensively. So I, I don't I, I don't think our guys think there's some huge gap between us and them. They that, do, do they did do they win the conference? Or are they the better team on paper? Absolutely. Or uh, on on record wise, yeah, absolutely. But there's no one in our dugout um, that thinks we can't, you know, go out there and compete with them. And it's baseball at the end of the day. So, but they do have a very nice team.
3: Hey, how was uh, the year been? Do you think for? And, and you're always in contact with a number of coaches from around the state. And in fact, um, we're going to have the head coach from from Boysville. Um, join us next segment. And then Brian Henson, uh, the commissioner of Greater Metro Conference, is going to join us. And John Mantra, who is the head coach at Kenosha Tremper. And then Adam Doberstein, who is the head coach of Pewaukee. When you're talking to the uh, coaches, how has it been for them? And, And have the kids been able to adapt playing pretty much three or four days a week um, right. a baseball, has it been Has it been a good transition as far as not playing at all this year and, and getting right back to it?
4: Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest things I've heard from coaches, and I know we dealt with this too, was without last year and not having really any contact, last year those contact days certainly helped. But I think it took a lot of teams some time to get going um, because you, you were you, so many of these guys, if they didn't play for you as sophomores, and you and I talked about this yep. you know, a few weeks, if, you, if they didn't play for you as sophomores on the varsity, you were learning your seniors this year. I mean, you were, you were learning about your seniors and what they could and couldn't do. And, you know, I, I know a lot of people, the, the lineups have changed quite a bit, uh, as they usually do, but probably more so this year than ever. I mean, I'll give you a great example. we got a kid right now, Alex Hale. He's our four-hitter. Um, he only had about 25 at-bats until a week and a half ago and we, I, we, we had an idea of who we thought our guys were, and then all of a sudden a guy starts to struggle, and you're like, okay, well, let's give Alex a shot, and Alex Hale has just taken off. So, you know, for example, we're a completely different team, but again, it's a situation where we didn't know a lot about Alex Hale other than what we were seeing in practice, and yeah, you got a few games here and there, but you think, you're, you know, all of a sudden you're having some success, you don't want to mess with your lineup, well, then all of a sudden you start to struggle a little bit, and as your coach, you know, you start to make some changes. Sure. So that's what we um I think another thing that was a challenge for some schools, I know, you know, we played Kimberly earlier in the year, and, um, you know, I know Ryan was just getting some some, some football guys back uh, from the alternate season. I know there were some schools around here. Greendale, um, you know, was one of them. So, you know, the Woodland Con was doing that, that alternate fall um, season in the spring here. So you had that. You had, you know, just a combination of, okay, some, kids, some, some schools were dealing with quarantine still at the beginning of the season, you know? So I talked to a few coaches that were dealing with that. Or So finally, it looks like baseball is, you know, it, as if we come to the end here, uh, hopefully everyone's healthy and everyone's ready to
3: go. Hey, Coach, so I, I would assume that, that you will keep, and, and you don't have to give out any information that you don't want to, but for the 17th, What's your philosophy? Do you go with your your whoever your ace is and say, yeah. "Look, we got to win this game to continue. We're not gonna We're not gonna try to go with maybe our number two and hold our number one for for right. two days later. I, I don't know what's your philosophy on that.
4: Yeah. People have different philosophies, and I've I've seen it work and and not work
3: both
5: yep.
4: ways. I the expression our coaching staff always uses, and it goes back to I think 2000. I, I won't name teams, but. Uh, I, I learned an expression back in 2005, uh, my first year, where, where another team was holding their number one for us uh, in the sectional final, and they didn't get there. And I remember someone said to me, he said, you never leave, your, you never leave the horse in the barn, referring to yep. your number one. And so we've always stuck with that. Um, I, I can't think of a single time where we've never used our number one in that game. Now, you, you certainly hope to build a lead, you know, sometimes early in some of those games, and then get them out. You know, back in the day, there was the innings pitched rule. Now it's a pitch count rule. Correct. So you gotta you gotta play it a little differently than you used to. Um, but no, I'm a I'm a big believer. And you go with your guy. You know, I, I never want to go to my guys at the end of a game and at the end of a final in the playoff and tell them, hey, sorry, our season's over and we didn't throw our top guy. Yeah. That, that, awfully difficult conversation to have. I've seen guys do it, and I've seen it work, where they try to get by with, you know, number two or number three. I just have never felt comfortable with that. Um, You know, I know there's times you get to the state tournament, and some coaches say, our only chance to win the next game is if so-and-so pitches. We can only beat, you know, Sun Prairie or Kimberly or Green Bay Preble if so-and-so pitches. So i got to throw this guy in the first game, you know, the number two or three and and I've always thought to myself okay it's baseball though you know so anything you can have a guy and you know this you've been doing this a long time you know baseball is so strange where you can hit the snot out of the ball all game long but hit it right at people so if you got a guy that's going to go in that you know you guys going to compete and throw strikes then you got a chance you know but you got to get to that game you got to get to that game so uh no I I always go I always go with our top guy and so Brian Johnson knows who we're probably throwing on Thursday, and I uh, have an idea who's he throw, who he's
3: throwing. But uh, Hey, I'm, I'm surprised that the two are you up in the Dells and Johnson didn't call me for bail money. I'm shocked by that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family well, trip to the Dells. That's, that's the reason he didn't have to do that. <laughs> That's, hey, you tell him I said hello. Um, let's get to a break. The other side of the break. The head baseball coach at Boyceville, the Bulldogs, they're part of the Dunn St. Croix Conference. They've had a great year. Is it um, Michael Romeld?
6: Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh, good. Yeah, Mike's,
4: yeah, they got, you know, they're, they, they've they had a heck of a year, and I'm, I'm curious to talk to him because there's a lot of people. Uh, talking that this could be the year Webster really gets a, a good challenge here in the playoffs in, the, in D4. Yeah, that's and been
3: that's... a while since they've gotten a challenge. Correct. No Correct. doubt. I look forward to talking a little bit uh, uh Boysville Bulldog baseball on the other side of the break. He's Scott Holler. He's the head baseball coach at Oak Creek. He's my co-host. And uh, this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.
1: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
3: Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coach Association show. As always, presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM The Fan I'm Mike McGivern, Scott Hollers, up in the Dells. He is my co-host. He's the head coach in AD over at Oak Creek. Our next guest, he is uh, the head coach for the Boyceville Bulldogs, part of the uh, Dunn-St. Croix Conference, and he is Michael Romheld. Hey, uh, Coach, how are you today?
6: Good. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me on. Appreciate it. Um getting some support for some uh, small-town
3: local baseball. Man, we, we love small-town local baseball. And, and right before we went to a break, you know, Scott said, look, you know, Webster's kind of had, has had their way uh, up yep. in that area. And uh, – this year, they they may be challenged. And you guys open up. Uh, I see that uh, McDonald Catholic had had beat Prairie Farm twelve to one, and you get a chance to play McDonald Catholic. Before we talk about that matchup, Coach, let's talk a little bit about this year's team that you have. Um, awfully good year, fifteen and one, I believe, is what I saw. Um is that correct. And what a great year for you guys.
6: Yeah. it, it it's, it's been fun coaching these guys. Um, I've got a, a special group of seniors that um, have been leading our team actually since they've been freshmen. They're just um, they're baseball savvy, and it's it's a group that comes around once in a lifetime for a coach, and uh, it's been great having them. They've been great leaders, uh, uh, sharing as much of their knowledge with the underclassmen, and believe it or not, with the coaches as well. I've got a, a couple players that pretty much play um, year round and are going to camps and are getting training and they're bringing all their knowledge back and sharing it with us. So uh, something in a small school, you don't see stuff like that. So it's great when you can learn as many things from as many different people as possible. And, um, they're a huge reason to success that we've been having this year.
4: Hey coach. I was at
6: Scott Holler here.
4: Uh, congrats on a great season. And I was talking to Mark Fuller a little bit and he obviously, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, he said, uh, he said, "Boy, you got to talk to Mike because he he's got some special arms up there this year, and and this could be the year somebody challenges Webster. So, can you talk a little bit about a couple of those guys? He said you got some some pretty some pretty good arms in your staff."
6: Yeah, well, like I said, um, when we made our run to state two years ago, we were relying on sophomores as pitchers. I had uh, three sophomores in Walker, Rhett, Connor Stump, and Trevor Hollister, and they pretty much um, they were the ones that were. Game in and game out, I could rely on those three. And as a head coach, when you make a deep run in the playoffs, you're usually not saying that about sophomores. Um, right. But that was the case then. And then they were looking forward to their junior year, which obviously didn't happen and didn't happen for the whole state of Wisconsin. So um, they've, they've had some, uh, I guess they'd say hunger, that they've been, yeah. they've been waiting to unleash on everybody. And then we've had a surprise uh, pitcher in a junior, Jacob Granley, He's actually he's uh, came on strong, so I have I have a nice uh, nice rotation that we're able to use this year. And if you look at our stats, you'll notice that um, people are probably saying, well, why aren't they throwing this guy this much? We've been fortunate enough to um, save on arms, so we're healthy and fresh going into the playoffs. But um, definitely being led by uh, Walker Retz, who's uh, committed to uh, Saint Thomas University, and then uh, Connor Semph and Trevor Hollister. Um they, again, like I said, those are those are the guys that know baseball and they're out there to win and doing whatever they can. So it you don't in a small school like us, you don't usually see that with pitchers, but we're hoping that um, we've built something that we can continue with that even after these guys graduate, that they see that how much work you put in the success that you get
3: from it. Hey coach when uh, going into this year and you had talked about, you know, these sophomores now they're seniors how difficult was it um, for you to tell these kids a year ago that look, this is just not going to happen this year, and we we can't now walk away from baseball. What we have to do is figure out how to get better, you know, in in a full what would be a full season where we're not going to be able to play any games and we're not going to be able to compete together as a team and as a community but we have to continue to get better was that a difficult conversation and obviously these kids really bought into it
6: well it it was extremely difficult and they kind of had a sliver of hope last year you thought well maybe the season would be shortened um, maybe they're going to let like some sort of playoff system, but then as time went on, you just knew that it wasn't going to happen. And I, I really felt bad for my seniors that year because they had really hit the weight room. Uh, they'd been going to some extra camps. So they were really looking forward to their senior year, especially after being at state their junior year. So that was, that was tough talking, uh, talking to them and letting them know that wasn't going to happen. The, the uh, juniors last year at the, at the time knew, okay, we we at least get another season where hopefully covid not going to be an issue and we can we can go forward there. But um, a lot of guys found um, different avenues to go down where it was still safe for them to get throwing in and hitting in, whether it was um, traveling out of state to play baseball or whether it was going to a facility that allowed um, lower numbers in to get some hitting and throwing in. And, and I think that's part of the reason that um, you guys are talking to me today because, the work they put in last year and it's um, showing with the success that we're having this year. Yeah, absolutely. Hey coach, what, what is your, what does your
4: squad do in in the off season? Are you guys a big lead? You got Legion programs up there? Like what are some of the things in the summer after your kids are done playing for you, what they're going to do?
2: So when I
6: first took over um, coaching, my try getting a Legion team um, started up. And when I first started coaching, I had 13 guys that came out for baseball seven years ago. Um, So that was tough to get a Legion team going. So we actually um, co-opted with Prairie Farm and Joe Waite, who's a legendary coach around the area. We co-opted for a couple years and then it it was just tough to get guys to come out. And then this year we had the numbers, but our problem is the season goes so late. And a lot of these guys that are on the baseball team, they're on the football team as well. So if if things go the way we hope they do, we're hoping to be playing at the end of June, and then you have July 4th week, and you get got about two or three weeks before um, right. football starts. So this, this year is tough for Legion, but we have mm-hmm. 30 guys out on the baseball team, which um, is kind of unheard of for a small school around our area. So I'm hoping to keep sure. those numbers up, and then we're um, going to join a, a Legion league next year where we're actually going to have two Legion teams playing. So the numbers sure. look like they're going to stay steady around 30.
3: We're, awesome. ta- we're talking with Mike uh, Romheld. He is the uh, head baseball coach at Boysville. Um, and if you're wondering where that is, it's, it's just to the east of, of Menominee. So it's uh, up in that uh, neck of the woods. I got a call a few months ago, um, a Coach, and, and my brother Tim plays a whole bunch of, uh, I don't know, 65 and under, 55 and under baseball down in the Florida area. But he knows a lot of guys from, from the state of Wisconsin that do the same thing. And he asked me if I knew a Rick Boyer and i said no i i really don't he said the longtime baseball coach and he said i think he was up in the La- lacrosse and and he coached in, in in the minnesota area as well and he had passed away in march did you know coach boyer
6: i did not know coach boyer
3: okay cuz he was like man this guy up in that area um and and it's different obviously than than where you're at but uh right. yeah he had coached for a long time and and uh suddenly passed and and Boy, I'll tell you what. My brother said, "Look in the in the in the, um, the 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 neighborhoods that he runs with this with the older guys playing baseball." He said this guy was really well known, and and uh, he said a heck of a baseball player. He said he, he was a real fiery guy on the baseball field. So I just had wondered if you knew him. Hey, uh, Mike, when you look at the uh, the the brackets that you guys got the one seed, and you look around in that division four. Um, I know as coaches, we never look ahead, but we work ahead. Are you happy with how this whole thing broke? And was it expected as far as where people got the one and the two seed? Did you expect it to look just how it looks?
6: Yeah, going going in, I kind of, probably two weeks before playoffs, I started to look at the teams around to see, okay, who do I need to send some parents to or some other coaches if I can't make it there to start scouting some teams. And I looked at records and the – Stats the best that you could not all teams have their stats in um that's accessible for everybody to see but in our um in our region that it's played out exactly how i had it out on paper um like you said we we've, we've been taking this whole season one game at a time if covid taught us anything it's not to look forward to anything else but um take advantage of the moment that you have right now because we're not guaranteed anything after this game so um we've um we've been looking forward to playoff starting. Um, we know that Chippewa Falls McDonald um, is a tough team. They've got a good good pitcher in this Hansen kid and he's also a good hitter. Um, the thing is some of our guys have actually played uh, with him and against him on some of these summer teams so it's a little little beneficial to me to have that extra scouting coming from some high school guys <laughs> that have played. Um, but yeah, but like you said, we've looked we've looked we've looked at our bracket and there's Anybody knows when it comes to high school baseball, there's no such thing as an easy game. It's um, we got to go in and um, stay focused on our job and uh, worry about winning the game we're playing, and then after that's done, we can look forward to the next team that uh, we're playing, hopefully.
3: Hey, Mike, last question. Did the kid, did your catcher happen to catch him on any of those teams that they were playing my, together? My catcher
6: did not. My pitcher, Walker Rett, um, actually played with him, but my catcher, Trett Joles, if you want to – you want to talk about somebody who knows baseball inside and out. I've been, I've been around baseball since, well, kindergarten probably. was coached all the way through by my dad until I got to high school. Then I was fortunate enough that my uh, brother, who played baseball at Eau Claire, he coached me through baseball, so I consider myself pretty uh, baseball savvy. Yeah. But Chet Joel's as a catcher, that kid knows baseball inside and out, and he will, he will work on every part of his swing, his throw, um, how he approaches different hitters—it it, it's unbelievable—the um, amount of knowledge that that kid has and the amount of talent he has. I I just want to share a quick little story with you. I've I've seen kids that throw pretty hard uh, right-handed, but he didn't want to screw up his catching form at all. So a couple years ago, he taught himself to throw left-handed. That way, if we ever needed him, uh, he went, he went, he he throws and if he stays. And if he stays um, just consistent trying to throw strikes, he can, but he can unleash it and throw faster than a lot of people that I know left-handed. So it, he, he's, a, he's a special player that I, I don't know if I'll ever see somebody like that, um, not only on my team, but playing against it as well. Just what he does <laughs> defensively for us is unbelievable.
4: Wow, so we're,
3: we're yeah, Scott, yeah, how cool, Scott, how cool back. is that?
4: Yeah, I'm going back to my freshmen next week and telling them that story so that <laughs> but, so I can start. And, to and I guess
6: more I can add anything. on to it that he <laughs> he also switch hits and is just as powerful from the left side as the right side, although I I encourage him to stay on the right side in our high school baseball and focus on that. But when he gets a little frustrated if his swing is off in B P, he'll jump over to the left side to kinda yeah. ease Ease his anger that he has about his <laughs> approach, and then he'll jump back over to the right side. So when I say that this that Trett Jules is a once in a lifetime player, uh, I mean that.
3: Man, how awesome is that? Hey, Mike, thank you so much. I, I really oh. appreciate it. Again, he's the head baseball coach at Boysville, uh, the the mighty Bulldogs, uh, Dunn St. Croix Conference. So the winners of the conference, and uh, uh, good luck uh, the rest of the way, coach. We want to make sure that. You know, Maybe in a week or so, two weeks, uh, you're still playing, and we get a chance to uh, to get you on again.
6: Hey, I hope so. Uh, that'd be great. I appreciate the support, and uh, thanks for having me on.
3: You got it. We're going to get to Good a break. Luck. Hey, Scott, thank you. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Brian Henson. He is the uh, commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on 1250 AM, The Fan.
5: An Odyssey station. Selling a little or a lot?
3: Uh, welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. On 1250 AM, the fan, I'm Mike McGivern, Scott Holler, my co-host and head baseball coach and athletic director at Oak Creek. is up in the delts, and uh, man, it's good to have him back as my co-host. I'll tell you, before we get to Brian Henson, Scott, I I love talking to guys like uh, Mike Romeheld. You know, Boysville Bulldogs, and he's like, "Hey, thanks a lot for remembering us, little guys." And man, what a year that dude's having!
4: Well, exactly. And I, you know, I had an opportunity to coach um, about 20 years ago at the Prairie School with Joel Parr um, when Joel wanted to get back into coaching, and and I, so I, I remember what it's like to coach at a small school. You know, we had a program of 10 kids, and that's
2: that's what they are. That's what they live up there.
4: You know, when he talks about Joe Wade. That, when Joe was at Prairie Farm and now he's back at Cumberland, but man it's 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 special. Um, it, it means a lot, and you really you really truly become a family when you only got ten or eleven kids on your team. Um, and you know, so for them to make a run, and you know obviously Jared Washburn at uh, Webster with his kids coming through that program, they've really dominated for quite some time. So you know, obviously, you you and I both, and sports in general, allow us to kind of root for the underdog. So this this might be the year that you know Mike and his Boyceville guys uh, maybe maybe uh, steal one away from Webster if they are lucky enough to get there and, and reach the sectional final.
3: I got to tell you, if that game happens, it's going to be packed. And I, look, yeah. there, there's only a thousand twenty six people that live in Boyceville, but they're all going. If I'm well, a, I, hey, and I'm not, I shouldn't say this on the radio, but if I was a guy that liked to rob houses. I, that's when I would go to Boysville because there's not gonna be anybody anybody watching the whole town because no, and,
4: that's, and that's how Joel and I when we when we were at the prairie school and you're going to play you know uh, who was it was it Johnson Creek or whoever we're playing and you know we got 10 kids in the program and maybe they got 18 but the whole town is there you know for the regional game not just the sectional and then state um, you know and then and it's weird because then you're a big school like like Oak Creek. And, you know, nothing against our community or anything right. like that. It, we get support, but it's like when a thousand people show up to watch a high school baseball game, that's special.
3: You know, and it's that just really special. How, yeah.
4: It just shows you. How close-knit the communities
3: No, No doubt. Hey, our next guest and uh, he's been a friend of this show and I really appreciate the time that he's always willing to give us. If we've got to talk to a commissioner um, a lot of times we'll go over to Brian Henson who's the Greater Metro Conference Commissioner. Hey Brian, how you doing today?
2: I'm doing great. Great to be back with you, Mike. And how you doing, Scott? Great to be on your show. Hey Brian, coming
3: on? Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, um, after a year off, and, uh, you know, look, talking to baseball coaches, they're just so happy, to obviously, to be playing. How has this been uh, for you as the commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference to be able to say, OK, guys, here we go, We're ready ready to go again. Um, everybody's going to start playing baseball again. Had it be good for you as the commissioner to be able to make those calls and say, let's get it going?
2: Oh, 100 percent. And, you know, going into the winter season this year to think that things would go as well as it did and then the transition into a spring, which is beginning to feel more and more like normal again. It's absolutely terrific. And, you know, again, that goes uh, really a lot of credit to athletic directors like Scott that really put a tremendous amount of effort in to give kids opportunities to participate in high school athletics. When you think about the baseball players from last year, they lost their season. They were, they were preparing in the winter, thinking that this was going to be their senior year to play baseball. And many of those kids were not going to go on to play at the college level. And that will never have an opportunity to come back to them because they're graduated. And I think that's the success of this year, that we're back to kind of, uh, you know, as normal as it can be. And it's great to see baseball, and it's been an outstanding season so far. Yeah, and and Brian,
4: and obviously kudos to you and all, you know, I'm lucky too. uh, I worked with you for so many years when when we were in the greater metro for whatever the 16, 17 years it is when we were playing summer baseball. And and Dan Owens now in the Southeast Conference, you know, the scheduling and rescheduling that you guys had to deal with as commissioners. You know, I hope the listeners know how much is behind the scenes. You know, it's not just um, as much as our coaches do so much with the kids. There's a lot that goes on in terms of officials that you're dealing with as a commissioner on a regular basis, making sure us as athletic directors are, are, are in tune to, okay, yes. Okay. All right. This school's got, uh, you know, shut down. This program shut down for two weeks with COVID or this school's in quarantine or there was a close contact here. So you guys have been just a big, a part of it. And so obviously a shout out to you and all the commissioners out there, Um, you know, and, and Mike and I talked a little bit too, Brian, one of the reasons we want to have you on the show. and, And you and I have talked about this for years now is, you know how how are we doing? I mean, I think everyone kind of knows there there is an umpire shortage in the state of Wisconsin and really across the country for that matter. So one of the things I was hoping you could talk on today a little bit, Brian, was what what can we do and, and what can people do? Maybe there's someone listening out there right now. Um, what what can we do to increase uh, you know getting more umpires out there? Are there classes they can take? Where where do they sign up for that? Can you talk a little bit about that?
2: Oh, definitely. And I think the key to it is if you're listening to a show like this and you're not a coach, right, you know, and you still want to stay involved in baseball, think about umpiring. It is a tremendous opportunity to stay involved with the game that you love. I mean, I've been involved in, you know, baseball for a long time. Scott mentioned earlier in the show uh, Brian Johnson over at Greendale. I remember when Brian Johnson played baseball at Franklin High School, did a great job at Whitmill before he went on to Greendale. So you can develop relationships with people as players, and then they go on to be coaches. And you have people that you have so much respect for, and it gives you an opportunity to stay involved with the game. So I would say if you have an interest in baseball, right, think about it if you can't go on the coaching track think about being involved in the officiating track, right? Because it's a great way to stay involved in the game. And I know people see YouTube videos and people are yelling at umpires and stuff like that. That's generally not what it is. And I I just will indicate that because I think a lot of people think, I don't want to get yelled at all the time. And you will get yelled at. I'm not going to, you know, (laughs) that doesn't happen, but you can build so many tremendous relationships with people and really get to see the inside of how players develop and evolve. Like, for example, even like an Alex Pinellas that played for Scott at Oak Creek. Umpiring his games, you could see what a tremendous human being he is. And not only Alex, who's probably going to have an opportunity to play at the next level, but the whole family. His sister, Athena, was tremendous. His mom, Amy, you'd see her in the parking lot at Avonshine, And you just develop relationships with people and stuff, too. So it's a tremendous way to stay involved in the game. So... I would say if you if this appeals to you in any way, just tr- just try it, right? You might try a half a season and say, that really wasn't for me, but at least try it. And I think there will be a high percentage of people that will get infected with the officiating bug and really enjoy doing that.
3: Boy, I, I hope so, because there, there are shortages in, in just about every sport. And look, if if uh, if you're a guy my age and and you're thinking, boy, this might be kind of fun I, to 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 go out and do basketball, you know, might be tough to get up and down the court. Baseball, you know what? Look, there's a chance there to to be outside, to be around young people that have a real passion uh, for the game and and be involved in it that way. I, I look, if you're a young guy and and you want to do this during, you know, instead of working at McDonald's or something like that. There's so many games that you can get on the youth level that you can make a lot of money this summer by being outside and and uh, umping baseball games. And then as you get older, you know, take a look at being able to be part of the high school stuff. Look, I know that none of the parents yell at any of the umpires in the Greater Metro Conference, but that's, I don't know, the Southeast Conference. I'm just saying this is what I hear back here in the studio that, you know, some of those boys in that conference that Scott's in, they might get after some of the parents but I don't look I don't think I think nowadays parents understand that they're just happy that umpires they have umpires to be at the game and they're doing yeah. the best they can
4: it it has gotten I've noticed that this year and I don't know you know Brian can obviously speak to it I I have noticed and and I'll be honest even as a coach you know and maybe it's because I'm getting older now but you know um I've noticed this year it, it has been better in terms of people being a little more understanding. I mean, I heard, you know, how the number, it was, you know, over a thousand officials didn't come back, you know, after COVID uh, and around the state of Wisconsin, and that's just alarming. So, you know, and, and Brian's right, you know, and, and Mike, you're right. At the At the freshman and JV level where, let's, you know, they're not printing the standings on with sports or anything like that. There's no all conference team to be selected down there. You know, that's a great place for young, a young umpire or, you know, not necessarily age wise, but for an umpire to start, get your feet wet, see if you like it, if you're good and you want to progress up. Um, you know, Brian, are you still offering courses for training? I, I know you, I think you used to be involved in that. Are you still involved in that? Where would someone go?
2: Well, there's a lot of places that people can go to get different types of training. I would say that if somebody's interested, the first stop should be to the WIA website. There's a Become an Official, um, if you want to say, web page that you'll land on. It has all kinds of information in there, including all the contact information for the high school conference commissioners, How to register. There's Casey Mortimer, who took over for Joan Grala, who did a terrific job with the officiating program for the WI for many years. They can kind of get you on the on-ramp and lead you to where to go from there. There's a registration process. When you register, there's insurance, liability insurance, so you don't have to worry about that type of stuff. Wisconsin is one of the least expensive states to get involved as an umpire. And, you know, if you register, you get liability insurance. They'll mail you rule books. And then you'll have that contact information, not only at the WIAA but even like the conference commissioners and stuff. And they can get you started for joining an association like the Wisconsin Umpire Association or going to, you know, some of the camps that are available and stuff. But the key to it all is just to get on the on-ramp and get started. And I'd say probably the best place to land is on the WIA. Become an official webpage.
3: There he is. He's Brian Henson. Brian, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. I really appreciate it. Continue the great work uh, as the commissioner of the Greater Metro Conference. And I'm sure come football season, you know me, I'll be reaching out to you once again.
2: Mike, thanks for having me. Scott, good luck the rest of the way. And it's great to be involved in the tremendous high school baseball community.
3: So thank you. You got it. Uh, We'll get to a break. Other side of the break. I've got a couple of questions for Scott. And then we're going to talk to a woman from Six Flags. They're looking for high school-age kids to come down and, and work at Six Flags. And um, she's got great information on why that's a great place to work in the summertime. Uh, this is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin on 1250 AM. The Fan. Uh, welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association show presented. By Pella Windows and Doors, Wisconsin, on twelve fifty AM. The fan, hey Scott, really quickly. I knew, I know, being an umpire is great, but you know, working at Six Flags in the uh, during the summer for a high school kid wouldn't be a bad gig either, right? I am so excited, and, and oh. I know this sounds weird, but Six Flags has been a really good client of mine for a long time, and I love Six Flags. I don't go on a lot of rides, man. I'm a little too old for that. But my kids and grandkids adore Six Flags, and they're back. And for me to be able to talk to somebody from Six Flags about an opportunity that high school kids have to be able to, to, to work at Six Flags for the summer, I, I said, man, let me talk to her. And and we are so lucky to have uh, Rachel Can. Man, Rachel, we already talked about how to pronounce your last name, and I'm struggling. Um, Ken Ken Dorsey, how's that? (laughs) That's
7: that's perfect. No, it's not.
3: No, it's not. Rachel, how do you pronounce the last name?
7: Kenziora.
3: Kenziora. There we go. I got it from now on. She's the communication specialist. I talked to her yesterday and said, Look, the hardest part of this interview is going to be that last name. She goes, It's not that bad. Hey, Rachel, let's talk about um, some of the kids that I talked to on this show and the parents and grandparents and the aunts and uncles are high school kids, juniors, seniors in high school that are just now kind of going, Look, I don't want to just hang out all summer. I want to make some money. And I don't want to just go work, you know, at someplace else, at a, at a local drugstore or something. I want to have some fun while I'm working. And when when you and I started talking about this, and I know that, that you guys have done some recruitment advertising on our stations, I said, let's talk about this because this is a perfect audience. Let's talk a little bit about working at Six Flags and what that looks like for some of these young adults.
7: Absolutely. So Six Flags Great America is totally still hiring for the season. We are open. We're so excited to be open. And there's no better place to spend the summer, especially getting your tan on, right? right. It's a beautiful summer. We are so excited to be open. And
3: this is an awesome place to work. Well, 100%. And so, look, let's think about this. You get to do you get to work at Six Flags. Are there benefits to, to, that, that would really attract kids? I know that you guys pay a great rate. I think it's around $12 an hour. Um, you pay them for the licensing and training, whatever whatever that takes, um, and you guys pay for that. But twelve bucks an hour, and they get to uh, do they get tickets or do they get to ride any rides or anything when they're off.
7: Absolutely. So working at Six Flags means having some awesome employee benefits. Some of my favorite, personally, are free admission for you and a buddy to all Six Flags parks. So if you bring your employee ID and you're going to St. Louis, and you want to visit the Six Flags Park, you can visit that park with your employee ID. It is so exciting. We also have exclusive team member events like ride nights and awesome employee discounts and more. It's it's seriously awesome. Man.
3: Hey, let's talk about um, what it looks like for, for, you know, a junior or senior high school. What, what jobs are open right now? What parts uh, in the park can they get involved in? If they're not comfortable... Um, dealing with a lot of the public? Are there are things that they can do that, that they're not dealing with the public? Things like that.
7: Absolutely. There is something for everybody at Six Flags. From first-time job seekers to part-time retirees, there is truly something for everyone. Interested candidates can visit SixFlagsJobs.com and select Six Flags Great America to see all of the available positions. We've got featured positions available in aquatics for those who would like to be lifeguards or for those who'd like to work in food and beverage or park services, we also have open positions in maintenance as well. So there's really something for
3: everybody here at Six Flags. Hey, hold on, Rachel. I want to get back to the part-time retiring people, man. I'm about that age. I'm. I Maybe I should be coming down there and looking for, <laughs> yeah, I don't have to put on a mascot outfit or anything, right?
7: Actually, it's funny that <laughs> you mentioned that. So because today Illinois has gone into phase five, We have updated our safety protocols at the park as we continue to follow CDC guidelines as well as the federal and state regulations. Effective today, fully vaccinated guests and team members will no longer be required to wear face masks in the park. Per Illinois state guidelines, we will continue to recommend masks for unvaccinated individuals. We will also no longer conduct temperature screenings for guests or require advanced reservations as well. So all of that is effective today.
3: Hey, Rachel, how long have you been at at, at Six Flags, and were you a big fan of Six Flags growing up? Absolutely.
7: This is actually my fourth season at Six Flags, so... I started here seasonally a couple of years ago, absolutely loved it, and that's how I ended up in my current role. And I've been here for four years, so I love it. It's so much fun. It's the best place to work.
3: When you say you started seasonally, so you started, and, and I don't need to know ages or anything, but you started kind of part-time. And what we're looking for now, these this is seasonal so some mm-hmm. of these young adults that are, you know, maybe getting ready to go to college in a few months or their senior in high school, I mean, age-wise, you guys hire kids at 15 and older, correct?
7: Yes, that's correct. And all of the specific requirements per department and per position can be found on SixFlagsJobs.com
3: as well. But what a perfect way, if if this is something that you think, look, Rachel has taken something that she loved and made a career out of it, and she is the communications specialist for Six Flags Great America, and I just think that's really cool that, look, you're doing something at some place that you loved growing up. Hey, guys, one more time, Rachel, people can find this where?
7: People can find all the information on all available positions at Six Flags Great America by visiting SixFlagsJobs.com.
3: There it is. Guys, uh, you know, pay rate to 12 bucks an hour and get your tan on while you're working. There's great positions that are open and that you heard that free admission to you and a friend at any of the six uh, six flags parks around the country. There are some awesome employee discounts. Uh, There's team member ride nights. It's just a really fun place to work. You're going to make some money. You're going to, again, be outside, get a great tan if that's what you're looking for. But then there's all kinds of other things that are going to be available to you as an employee. And for you old boys like me, you're looking for some, something fun to do. Rachel can hook you up. I, I'm telling you right now, she can't. Hey, Rachel, let's uh, let's make sure that that a week from now or two weeks from now, if you guys are still looking, will you come back on and let's talk about some other positions? totally absolutely i look forward to it excellent rachel thank you very much we're going to get to a break other side of the break we'll continue on 12:50 a.m the fan
1: <sighs> spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too